You know, I, I it's nice having these. It's nice seeing each other again. We might be through a device, but it's nice seeing each other again. But you know who we haven't seen in a while who I really miss? Who? You don't know? Like you haven't noticed something missing lately every episode? Like, just something that's usually there. But we just... It, their presence isn't being felt? No, we have the alcohol. That's true. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. In this pandemic? <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> in this economy? This is all I but care about. No, who? The Who's more missing? they open it, the more I drink. <laughs> Who's missing, Bri? Our dear old friend, The News. Do you remember the news? Fox News? Not that. No, I don't. <laughs> not not that. Oh god, not. No, you know, like we we you know talk talk with them about what's going on with them every week. There was a little jingle when they came into the room. They didn't overstay their welcome. Just kind of helped ease you into things. I miss that news. This is true. We have not had news for a bit. We've been kind of uh, lax on the other stuff and just focusing on. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I I heard something on the roof. <gasps> I'm gonna go open the roof door really quick. See what's up outside there. Up on the rooftop. Oh! It got him. The news got him. The news is coming from inside the house. It's the news calling. What are you doing? Have you checked on the children? Have you checked on the news story? Have you checked on Andy Rooney? Not in a long time. <laughs> oh, man. No. I got really high and I put Andy Rooney in the oven. <laughs> He's real dry. How come ovens don't have dials anymore? Now they're all push button, but they used to be dials. What is it? This generation can't handle dials? I just don't understand. You look everywhere and there's no dials. There, Dials used to be on our phones. They used to be on our ovens. Those are two places. I used to have a soap. It was called Dial. Mm. What the f*** are we doing? (laughs) Is this still the intro? (laughs) It's gone on for four minutes. It's great. Uh, I love it. I love it. Keep it all. Don't edit any of it. This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero issues coming podcast. Zero issues. Zero issues. Zero issues coming podcast. All right, welcome to the actual part of the episode. Uh, I'm Merc. I'm Bri. And I'm Kyle. And this is a whole episode of news. This is 60 minutes, but hopefully more like 40. Not 60 minutes. Hopefully more like 40, I want to say. Yeah. Current Zero News Flash. I missed you, News Jingle. Welcome back. <laughs> Looking good. Oh, news Jingle. News Jingle, you got the best of me. Uh, I'll start with the super quick stuff. Uh, Marvel Empire is a thing, and it's happening. Anyone care? No. 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 The Katati are back, and they're pissed. <laughs> they're like, remember us? And everyone's like, No. And I'm like, a little, a little bit. 
and X of Swords is a thing too. Uh, the Eternals are back in that. Uh, like, who, does anyone care? I never cared no. about the Eternals in the first place. Yeah. Uh, let me just say. Sorry, the oh, maybe externals. It's the externals. The externals. The externals. Yeah, we sorry, both, not both ex- of us external. realize we're idiots. Also, but I mean, hey, also never cared about the Eternals. I car. Yeah. I don't mind a bit. Thank you for um, lending me that book, Mark. I didn't read it. Yeah. Uh, let me just say, Marvel, stop doing events. Just ditch them. They're it's doing two to events work. at the same time. I uh, know. I would be happy if they literally just didn't do it for like a couple of years, two years. Can you go two years without doing an event? And then we'll know you've kicked this thing, but probably not. It would be an interesting thing for them to do that just to see what happens. Like how sales go. Oh, people can actually just tell good stories and people might enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, other news. Uh, the, the boys, which I think is coming back for season two or just came back for season two has already been renewed for season it's, three. N- yeah. It's not till September. I think season two oh! comes out September. I'm a little ahead of the game there, but, uh, it's already been renewed for a season three. Mm-hmm. So yes, stick with them yes. boys, them boys. Uh, it's super fun. I love that show. Yeah. Uh, Netflix is the Witcher season two. Uh, the, f- it's obviously been the films, the actual filming of it has been delayed a little bit because of whole COVID thing. Um, But it's been delayed even further because they realize they need nuance, character development, and a cohesive storyline and they weren't sure how to do that. (laughs) Oh. A snap. I'm kidding. That's not why, but they are delayed. But maybe that's why? Yeah. Better safe than sorry. I liked it a lot, but I see where you're coming from. I, I enjoyed it on a certain level, but I know a lot of people, not just like one or two, a lot of people were like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And I'm like, you have well, not watched I a mean, lot of there, stuff. There are people who really liked Game of Thrones. Yes. And they're like, I really enjoyed Game of Thrones too, but it was but like. only Game of Thrones. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, well, but it seemed to be like just Witcher, like they, they love the game. Yeah. So it's like this yeah. thing, but it's like, it just didn't flow very well it was very disjointed and not cohesive well i mean whatever relating to that uh, everybody's got their own thing uh an article thing that uh, hard drive had, had posted earlier today that was disney announces hawkeye show delayed due to no one wanting that come on now i was like we could we could have blamed it on covid uh we could have said that you know we had to delay production uh, but let's be honest with ourselves for a moment and, and admit that, come on, man, no one wants that. You know, they woke up one day and realized, like, oh, this hinges on Jeremy Renner. Ugh. The guy with the app? <laughs> <laughs> Make an entire episode about, about Hawkeye launching a Hawkeye app, and I'm all in, baby. <laughs> I'd read that comic. Yeah, that's It's great. called iHawk. <laughs> God, I hate me. I hate me. Uh, Kyle, you're going to be rich. Uh, Scalp Hunter, the uh, the Marauders character, is no longer Scalp Hunter. Uh, in, Probably for the best. Yeah, he, he's... Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I saw a blurb about it, but I didn't know who they were so talking the character, about. Okay. The character's name is John Greycrow, and he's just going by Greycrow now. Which, for the best. For the best. Yeah. Sure. 
Not a not a bad name. No, I mean, had he been used in years? I mean, I feel like he's been used occasionally. He was probably one of those guys that got Has depowered post M Day, and then I don't know. Yeah, he got yeah I guess into he got really into miniature painting, online gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and racing uh, remote control cars, yeah. and he got hooked on the ponies. Yeah, yeah, it is a pretty substantial debt, but uh, and then this Hooked Krakoa on thing happened. Remote control ponies. Yeah, this Krakoa mm. thing happened, and he's just like, you know what? All right, I'm pretty sure they won't extradite me, so uh, I can walk away from all that. No such thing as money on Krakoa. I have good news for Dark Horse. <gasps> oh, it's about which time. Is a much. I know. Let's, we have to admit it's a much needed yeah. thing because Dark Horse has just got the shafted end of the stick uh for quite some time there's a there's a um, penis on the end of this stick and it's oh it's it doing me going in my ear um neil gaiman hasn't oh he had originally done a, a book what is it 2017 uh based on the norse gods norse mythology and kind of like took those norse legends and not updated them or anything, but just kind of gamonized them, you know, like kind of put his own little flair on it sort of thing, right. uh, just to make them interesting. Not that they weren't interesting before, um, but I guess there's going to be an ongoing comic book series based on that through Dark Horse. And I guess it was supposed to debut originally in May 2020, but that didn't happen. But it's now debuting October 2020. That is coming out. And it's an ongoing series, which I was kind of... That's the part I was surprised about, that it's not just, like, here's a short, limited thing to tell those particular stories that were in the book, but it's going to be an ongoing thing. It's P. Craig Russell, who has been a longtime collaborator of of Neil Gaiman, uh, Dave Stewart, and Laverne Kinzerski. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, But yeah, that's coming out October. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and if we're talking about, let's let's talk about actual comic stuff exclusively for a few minutes here. How do you how do you feel? New comics? Uh, I'm already out of my news for comics. So anyway, this yeah. movie. No, go please. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so this was announced, uh, I think, like a, probably about a month ago, based on a recording date. But they it was talked about more recently. Um, and we haven't done news in a while, but it was talked about more recently in one of these San Diego Comic Con at home panels like there's like zoom panels um so there's a boom studios is putting is going to be putting out a 12 issue limited series called berserker or it is berserker it's uh berserker. b-r-z b-r-z-r-k-r uh, in all caps mm-hmm. uh which is about it's like apparently a brutally violent new series uh about one immortal warriors fight through the ages and it's um, written by kevin smith no berserker Wait for it though. So it's uh, okay. it's going to be drawn by Alessandro Viti, uh, the colorist Bill Crabtree, who does uh, BPRD, um, and the letterer Clem Robbins, who does works on Hellboy. Um, the co-writer is uh, Matt Kint, who's done a number of things. I think he did um, a book called Mind Management that I really liked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and a few other things. Like he's 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 awesome. And the other co-writer is Keanu Reeves. Yep. Um. <gasps> oh, that's yeah. this thing. That's what I've heard of it. Yeah. And at first, I heard this like a while ago, and I'm like, ah, okay. Like Keanu Reeves had an idea that he'll like make a movie of eventually, and like he literally like gave him the gist in like a 10 minute phone call, and then Matt Kent did the rest. You know, like J.J. Abrams with his own son. Um. <laughs> But apparently not the case. Apparently, uh, Matt Kent had a interview kind of on this. It was a five-minute phone call. Yeah, it was a five-minute phone call. <laughs> and again, who knows, right? Who knows? But apparently, it's like he's like really actually involved in the process, and he's actually like it's a legitimately like both of them working equally on this thing together. So I'm just like, that's kind of amazing. Cool. You're Matt Kent. You're like I've done some well-regarded comics. I'm kind of like this, uh, you know pretty good comic creator here oh i'm just gonna be talking to keanu reeves for an entire year that's cool <laughs> with no rest good for like him. <laughs> yeah just constantly for a year this conversation is so dry yeah <laughs> so uh i'm from winnipeg um we know you're from it. winnipeg jeez brag much <laughs> <laughs> oh. i guess uh it's coming out in october and i'm kind of curious mm. actually who knows maybe we'll get that um, and lastly, we did, we have talked in the, a few times in the past, I think, about uh, video game comics and how come, you know, why aren't there more video game mm-hmm. comics? Video game comics would work out pretty well. Um, so, and I don't know if these are actually comics because these are from, you know, Udon Studios. Okay. And they do a lot, they do like Street Fighter comics and they do a lot of like video gaming kind of stuff. But a lot of, a lot of them are like kind of just art books and pinups and stuff like that. But they announced some new projects coming out, just little teasers with images. Uh, but a few of them jumped at my jumped out at me that were specifically not stated to be. They didn't say if it was like art books or a comic, so I'm hoping comic. Uh, but there was an image from uh, Shantae, if you're familiar with those games, They're like those side scroller, like half genie hero. Yeah, fun little world. They're pretty enjoyable. Um, which you know, hey, maybe that would make a good comic. Uh, and they also had an image uh, from Mega Man Legends specifically. So, I, you know, it might, it, who knows, maybe it's an art book, but I'm like, I would actually really want to read a Mega Man Legends comic. I, I agree. I'd be interested in reading that. Uh, I also saw, like, in the same article, I think they mentioned Rival Schools, which is like, you know, it's Street oh, yeah. Fighter, but everyone's high school students sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I loved that game. Uh mm-hmm. And would, but I think it's just like you know they're included in a like a Street Fighter swimsuit special because Udon knows who <laughs> half of their audience is. Yeah, horny boys. That's yeah, boys who See, are that's horny. That's the thing, right? I'm just like, I want I want the full potential here, but are you know what are they gonna be like? Eh, what's what's the point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also on the book front, NBC Universal is jumping into comics. Uh, the TV production company itself is launching the UCP Graphic, a comic book division. Um, it's going to be started, I don't know, like, I, I don't think headed, but um, at least the, the initial launch will be by Grant Morrison and Alex Child, who's also a screenwriter, uh, doing Proctor Valley Road. Um, and it's, I guess it's a comic book division. They're not going to be a publisher themselves. So okay. they're actually going to be published through Boom, but ah, their their own graphic like graphic novel like an division, imprint. and then yeah, it's an imprint, and then it gets published right. through Boom. Um, Fair. 
So they basically said, let's make our own comics based on stuff that we're going to, that we want to come up with. Because they've done multiple um, TV and, and movie related stuff that's yeah. based on comics yeah. like uh, Umbrella Academy, Deadly Class, Resident Alien. Uh, they said, well, why don't we actually create our own stuff comic wise? And then I guess almost grooming it to start with that and then work its way to, uh, right. to become a TV show or whatever it's going to be. So it's like multiple content platforms. Um, their ideas like, quote unquote, home of great storytelling, no matter what the medium kind of thing. Like they're just let's just make a story and then go from there, whether they make uh, a TV show or. Yeah. If that doesn't work out as well as they hoped, then uh, it becomes a platform for comic continuations of your favorite canceled uh, Peacock original series. <laughs> Bingo! Well, it's weird because they're, they picked up the Adventure Zone for an animated show, but it's already a comic and a podcast. And why don't we make any money? <laughs> I blame myself. Listen, we... We pretend we're brothers. That's the one thing holding us back. <sighs> well, we're already Kyle, often but meeting I each don't other. wanna. <laughs> uh, okay, so lastly, this was announced uh, pretty recently. I think that uh, there's like a million Star Trek series all running at the same time now, right? Like it's nonstop Star Trek all the time. I really can't keep track. I don't know what's going know. on anymore. Well, Discovery. Uh, is coming back soon for season three in like October and Picard has a season two and they have that uh, lower decks cartoon where it's almost kind of like a, it's like an animated Star Trek comedy about yeah. like, the, is that the... an actual thing? I didn't yeah. know if that was like a fan. No, it's a real, that's a real funny thing. thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was actually authorized. Okay. Yeah. So Interesting. It's like, but basically it's like the scrub, you know what I mean? Like the, the two bit scrubs of the enterprise kind of like, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they don't get any attention and they're just, you know, screwing around about down here. Uh, and then they have another CG animated kind of kid focused series coming out called Star Trek prodigy, which is, uh, about a group of lawless teens who discover a derelict Starfleet sh- Starfleet ship and use it to search for adventure, meaning and salvation. So it's going to be a bunch of dirtbag kids steal a starship and just go cruising. <laughs> Delinquents, sure. Interstellar delinquents. <laughs> this, I, I'm sort of, I'm almost impressed how like Star Trek is like. Well, they tried to be that, the movie series, the reboot movie series, and they made some of them, and they never quite, yeah. never, yeah. you know, they were fine, but they were just like, eh. Now they're just like, ah, eh, we're just gonna do everything all at the same time, every last thing. <laughs> yeah, let's do it all at the same time. Yeah, isn't there like Star Trek universe or something coming too? Maybe. No, but I thought that there was, like, a Star Trek... Maybe I'm making this up. I thought there was, like, a whole other one, Star Trek universe, where it's, like... There might be. I that, I, that I haven't heard of. But like you said, it's so hard to keep track. There is so much Star Trek right now. And the thing is, and a tough thing with it is they're all on different platforms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So well, it's like, have... where do where do I watch stuff? Uh, yeah. You don't. Okay. <laughs> you hear about it after it gets a season and gets canceled. Exactly, yeah. They they literally announce a Worf show that like nobody's uh, nobody can watch. They just don't release it. Uh, I would love a Worf show. I would. Michael Dorn's like, I'm so it. excited for you to see this. I'm just like, you won't. No but one it's will. It's just like a talk show, like Worf Tonight. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'd watch that and, actually. And every time he just pulls out his bat list when he gets bored and just slices them in half. Check this out. <laughs> uh. 
I still got the moves. Yeah. yeah. He does he does like the he does the Conan thing with like the you know the lip superimposed over. Yeah. He can't afford uh, he can't afford Robert Smigel though, so it's uh it's Barkley. <laughs> Barkley's doing the voice of Q. It's not for it. Every time, and every time the, the still photo of Q shows up, Warp tries to shoot it with a phaser. <laughs> yeah, and Barkley can't get the lines out because he keeps mm. stuttering. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't. Is this is this right? I don't. I don't. I don't know if I'm. I'm not the right person for this. I'm not right. That person. Oh god! Blah, blah, blah. I gotta say, I think we just pitched the best possible Warp show. We did. Woo! And uh, oh. Gr- news, uh, more news. It's just been picked up by uh, CBS All Access. <laughs> uh, Marvel's Hellstrom has uh, its first trailer for the Hulu uh, series that's starting up, uh, coming out in October. Um, and once again, I realized that I have been hel- spelling Hellstrom wrong the entire time, my entire life. <laughs> since I, the I 80s. prefer a Hellstorm. Yeah, it sounds Thank way you. cooler. It's Hellstrum. Yeah. One yeah. L and S-T-R, Strum. He goes from um, like, I'm the Hellstorm to I'm of the Hampton Hellstroms. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Of the new Westminster Ooh, the Hellstroms. Um, it's actually, well, it's set up, obviously, as more like a horror story sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, like, the mother is in a psych ward. Uh, and, and the father's the, the devil. The two kids date. I... I guess, possibly, that's supposedly how it goes. I don't know. So, check out the trailer. It actually looked pretty good. I liked it. Cool. Um, Was that like one of the Hulu ones, or? Yeah, yeah, it's a Hulu one. And of course, I have to bring up New Mutants because once again, <laughs> uh huh, uh huh, it might but, exist. <laughs> I am, I am still so pumped for this. If this isn't a great movie, I'm going to be so angry. Oh, I, I hate to tell you that this is just a really long-form prank. You really yeah, thought they really, were going to yeah, make yeah. a new Mutants uh, movie? August... You stupid. <laughs> you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, but August 28th is the latest theatrical release. Like, although that's Mm-mm. not looking nope. promising as any, no. like, no theaters are open as far as I know. God um, himself well, didn't like, want I don't this know if they movie. Just... <laughs> If they just skip it and go to, like, some sort of online, like, Disney Plus or something else, I don't know. Uh, One interesting thing that I saw offshoot from this, though, Josh Boone, who is the director of New Mutants, uh, originally had planned, like, a New Mutants trilogy. Um, And they wanted to, obviously, like, Warlock is a major character that comes up a little bit later in the comic series, but they wanted to introduce him um, originally in the first one, but it just doesn't work out in the storyline. So it was like the idea of introducing him in the second movie. Um, (laughs) And I don't know how this happened, but Antonio Banderas was going to be the voice for Warlock. Why not? I mean, he already voiced famous characters like, Puss in Boots in the Shrek movies, and yeah. Dad from Spy Kids. But apparently his long-term plan was that, and then to move into the Inferno storyline, which is more yeah. horror-esque, which I was like, oh, that would actually be pretty cool to bring that in. And if that's how you incorporate, start to incorporate the rest of the X-Universe into the New Mutants 
trilogy of like that would actually be pretty awesome to see that but that would be really you you wouldn't be able to do it hardcore faithfully because that's like a whole madeline Pryor yeah kind right. of thing like how but still it cool. could still happen though it could still happen maybe whenever this is eventually released it'll be like some runaway hit and they just make more but i mean by the time that happens the entire cast will be in their late 50s mm-hmm. yeah they'll all be dead middle-aged <laughs> mutants yeah uh another quick one i just i i didn't know that this was this is the, it's not actually news this is just something that happened that i just caught on to um and we don't need to put in the episode but uh, apparently <laughs> rob liefeld Hey, Rob Liefeld did like a live stream for Comic-Con at home with IGN, I guess. And somebody was asking like, hey, hey, Rob Liefeld, do you think Deadpool could be have another video game? Because remember his video game a while yeah. back? And apparently he just went the hell off. And he says, apparently said, I'll just quote it. Why wouldn't they? He said, I'm just going to tell you right now. Screw movies. Screw this whole Deadpool movie talk. Okay, here's what I would say. Hi, Disney. Hi, it's Rob. You paid $70 million for Fox. Okay, you paid $70 million. You can't run your Disney parks, which are 50% of your of your overall earnings. They've been shut down for five months. You have no way to get your $3 billion worth of movies to the theaters, blah, blah, blah. He just goes on and on and on. But he's um, just absolutely losing it that they haven't made Deadpool 3 yet. Uh, and I, I, I like Rob Liefeld, Rob Liefeld, uh, Gene spokesman extraordinaire, mm. who technically, technically is a co-creator of Deadpool. <laughs> um, I telling, have a strange Disney. weird love. And the more I hear I know, him talk, I know. the more I love him. I don't yeah, know why. Well, it's the same way that one loves yeah, Gary but... Busey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the yeah. teeth. Yeah. But I like I, I I love this because he's just like I don't know Deadpool two didn't that come out like a couple of years ago or something it's just like it, it's you yeah. know and everything's delayed right now because of COVID right like yeah. okay like it's yes everything's getting delayed literally everything and he's just absolutely losing it that they haven't made Deadpool three yet and I'm just like maybe you don't need a Deadpool movie every year maybe that would kill the appeal of the character Stone Dead because unlike comics. I think the general audience is going to get real sick of Deadpool if he if he won't go away for a few years here and there. Yeah, I, maybe Rob Liefeld uh, just needs more money. Maybe he he blew all his his royalties that he gets from those movies, and he needs more. He needs more now. He bought a lot of jeans. He bought a lot of ponies. Lots of jeans. And he didn't know how to put the jeans on them if they if they go on the bottom or if they just go on the back half or. Where do these pony jeans go? Kind of 90s nostalgia right now, and he was so sure that the buttonfly jeans were coming back, so he invested big, and let me tell you, not happening. The mom jeans are back, though. They are. And you know what? A lot of people like them, so good. The people who wear them like them, and that's what's important. No, it isn't. That's all that matters. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. (laughs) I'm not going to apologize for my mom jeans. (laughs) It makes my ass look great. It makes my ass look like it's half of my body. (laughs) It makes my ass look like a mom. Oh, why haven't you? Why don't you ever call my ass? My ass worries. <laughs> my ass made brownies. My my. Oh my god! God damn it! <laughs> my ass was up all night worrying about you. It really was. My ass put you through college. It just goes on. What and else on. is in the news? <laughs> Uh, well, we'll start with this, yeah. Um, so there's a few loosely connected things, but uh, Dynamite Comics or Dynamite 
Entertainment or whatever they're called, Dynamite Publishing, been around for a little bit. They mostly seem to have like a lot of, they have like Red Sonia and they have like, don't they have like The Shadow and like a lot of old borderline, like old classic materials. The, like the other Vampirella. Daredevil, who they just yeah. call Devil now. A lot of that stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff where you're like, is that public domain? I guess yeah. not. But should it be? Stuff They're like working that. on Dell Comics Frankenstein. Ah, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'd uh, I'd be on board. So I guess it came out somewhat recently. Um, we've talked about the movement known as Comicsgate before. Um, I'm not going to belabor the point. I've made my feelings on them pretty clear. Um, they suck. done a lot of harassment, and it's not good. Like, they literally stemmed from harassing women comic creators and editors for literally existing, as far as I can tell. That's literally what started this whole thing. So, uh, I don't think you can escape that. That's just my opinion. I don't represent anyone but me. So, they've been promoting... It was sort of noticed that there was uh, a lot of that group's um, material. They do, like, Indiegogo campaigns, and, uh, like, Dynamite was promoting a lot of that for some reason or increasingly promoting more of it specifically like from certain individual creators that um creators whatever uh who had been particularly toxic let's might say uh so people were sort of catching on to that and it came out that uh so ethan van skyver who is used to used to draw green lantern and basically got fired because he's just harasses people nonstop online is his main deal He's, like, basically tried... He's positioned himself as their grand poobah. Um, so I guess he did a indi- very successful Indiegogo to that crowd for Cyberfrog, it's called. I guess he's been doing this off and on for his career. Um, so I guess it came out that Dynamite technically published it for him and gave him a lot of help. Uh, and, like, he used their offices in order to, like, package stuff and, like, sign stuff and that. And he was basically operating out of Dynamite, which wasn't known. Um, and a lot of comic professionals are very much, want, they want nothing to do with him in any capacity, just based on the stuff he's done and said. Um, so there were a number, I don't have the names in front of me, but a number of their creators uh, quit. Basically, yeah. like said, I'm not going to work with Dynamite anymore. Unless unless they well. completely change how they operate, I'm not going to work with Dynamite anymore. Um, I know, like, Mark Russell was one of them. He, I think he worked on, he's worked on a number of things I like. I think he did the Wonder Twins comic, or wrote it, I think. Um, a number of other people, I believe, like, Gail Simone. I'm not sure if she quit, but she has done some yeah, stuff she, with Yeah, she's quit. She was very upset about it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to say good, but I mean, she's, you know, I, I don't imagine she'd put up with that. Especially, she's had really awful she's, history She's with that pretty guy. much on the opposite yeah. side of that. Yeah, so... Absolutely, and and she literally she was like used to be friends with uh, Van Skyver years ago, and he's been horrendous to her. So I, I don't imagine it's very personal for her. I would imagine I don't not to speak for anybody, but yeah, a number of people, a number of people have books coming out, and they're like, well, it's coming out. We've done most of the work. I don't want to leave my co-creators high and dry, but I won't do anything else for them after this point. So it seems like there's like a max mass exodus of creators over this. <laughs> so guess what, guys? We all have jobs. No. Where? <laughs> hmm. Oh no. Yeah. So it, it made a, it made a situation pretty tense because I mean they mostly operated outside of any established publisher, so to speak. Except you know knowing that they've kind of are embedded with one is kind of caused uh, these divisions to kind of flare up. Let's just say. So yeah, that's still ongoing, I guess. But on that note, roughly. <laughs> 
I don't know. This was uh, Merck's if he wants to take over. Oh, if you want to. Uh, So, yeah, there was a bit of a a Twitter row between, whether between or towards. A row. I I would call Uh, it more of a skirmish. It's more of a tiff. And now it's a scene. It's more of a tiff then. Oh, my. Uh, Tom King basically tweeted. I'm waiting for a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. He was disappointed that Jay Lee was selected for a variant cover of Rorschach. For DC, uh, due to the fact that he had done a variant for Ethan Van Shriver's self-published or whatever uh, Cyber Frog thing, the thing you were just talking about, the wrecked planet. Six hours later, he said, "Oh, we're all good. Misunderstanding. Lee doesn't support Comics Gate." Um, and it, well, he was disappointed because of the linkage with Ethan Van Shriver and Comics Gate and all that. Um, and then six hours later, he's like, "No, everything's fine. Whatever. We're all good." Misunderstanding. Lee doesn't support uh, Comicsgate. We're all good. Best possible outcome is how he put it. And then shortly thereafter, Jay Lee responded. And I guess Lee Jay Lee doesn't really know anything about Comicsgate. And you can take yeah, that. That's however, what he says. That's what he says. Um, yeah. Like which it, I mean, and, and he's he, not on Twitter. He's not on Twitter. He's, he's not yeah. on most. He doesn't social media seem to be. A, he. He is not a, so, a social media guy, and he yeah, yeah. he seems to if you if you weren't on Twitter steer clear Twitter sucks. It's the worst thing, and if you weren't on Twitter, you probably wouldn't know about a lot of this stuff unless somebody specifically told yeah. you or you happen to really follow comic news. Yeah. So apparently, uh, Jay Lee and his partner uh, June Chung, who's uh, like his like, colorist, um, I, I guess they recent the two of them recently lost their dog Loki, um, and they were set. At this day, at this particular day that this happened and blew up on Twitter, they were set to have this kind of like memorial and just day to kind of yeah, think about that. the loss, like, the loss of the dog, and deal with this whole thing. Um, when the, it, yeah. all the all these tweets started, so basically the way that Jaylee responded, and he's like, instead, part of the internet I avoid like the plague came barging in. Uh, I had companies I'm working for calling me, friends reaching out to me. I'm seeing hate pour out of strangers' mouths, accusing me of things I have no knowledge of. Let me be clear, I am not part of this group. Um, these irresponsible tweets are not harmless. They don't just go away. They have real-world consequences. Uh, they can take away your job, your life, your memories. June and I were robbed of a special day. So no, we're not all good. So I originally saw the thing about Tom King and I was like, oh man, that's like just if you're gonna do that, at least reach out yeah. to that person first and check yes. what's going on before you suddenly denounce them on like social those those media. things he like did were were in the wrong order. Let's just say that. And yeah, you know, perhaps you know what I mean. If somebody literally, if you if you want to stick to your, um, if you want to say something and stick to your principles, I mean, like that's fine. But I mean, you know, yeah, let's be real. Like, you really should talk to the person before you drop a bomb. That's not okay. We often do this thing of, like, left and right, and they battle and whatever, and the right does this, and the left does this, and the left is always kind of righteously, right? And, like, yeah. All three of us are very left leaning. We, we all know that. But it's like, at the same yes. time, we're all human, and we all yes. do certain things in certain ways and it's like you know you still gotta be just as vigilant in how you do this so like tom king doing that if anything more vigilant yeah like you know what i mean if you if you want to be on the side call out yeah 
Don't call out other people a, when you're doing the same. If there's a group that you see like harassing people and like ruining people's like careers, trying to ruin people's careers and lives just because you don't like, you know, that like there was a, the, they, somebody put a, the word feminist on a comic cover or like they drank milkshakes like you don't. That's horrible. Like they didn't do anything wrong at all. Maybe be a little more vigilant to make sure that you're not. Aiming that hellstorm, hellstorm. It's back. No, uh, it's pronounced at, hellstorm. At, at somebody else. Actually, at somebody else. And if some if somebody's doing wrong, like absolutely, you can criticize them for that. But I mean, none of this stuff. Um, yeah, it, you got to be very careful because I mean, yeah, like that seems like it was deeply unfair. And I read that whole post. And I'm just like, oh, that's horrendous. Like I can only imagine being in that situation where like you might legitimately not yeah. know. Yeah. Or you know what? Even if even if you do know, I mean, somebody at least have the courtesy to be like try to talk to somebody before you. Yeah, exactly. Blah blah like, bomb at them. That's... Make the connection before you suddenly make a big public denouncement and like jump on the high horse and say this person is this. Like, you know what? Because it only gotta... it only further divides people. That's all that does. It mm. just it just yeah. it makes it exactly ruins somebody's day. It ruins somebody's like it ruins like a you know in this case like an important moment well like he's saying like that that can ruin people's careers yeah so because i mean let's assume that say a hundred people saw the the first thing that he posted we we can't assume that every one of those people are going to see the 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 follow-up to that so there's some people who are just going to go on believing oh this guy is part of the problem when really he did nothing wrong Yeah, they're like, I'm yeah. never gonna buy a Jay Lee connected thing again, and whatever. Meanwhile, Jay Lee's like, what? I don't know what's going on. And so, right. yeah. And I mean, you, you gotta give people a chance to defend themselves. And even sometimes, like, you know, if somebody didn't know better, it's like, oh shoot, like this yeah. might be the case here. And it's like, oh, I didn't, wasn't aware of that. Like, okay, give exactly. them that chance. Then, at the very least, what the stink are they doing in there? So you, uh, we talked about it a few times. San Diego Comic Con had SDCC at home, uh, which is like their way, which is kind of nice in a way because like they had panels, but they were like Zoom call panels, and I guess yeah. everyone could watch. So it's not like you had to be there in Hall H to know what's going on with this movie or whatever. You could literally just watch it on YouTube or whatever. And uh, so really, anybody who wants to attend these things could, which is kind of lovely. Cool. Um, so, I like it. And also, it you know it kind of democratized it a little bit because it wasn't just San Diego Comic-Con running things. You had other people could run their own little side things. I guess you could sort of do that anyway, but um, but uh, the fans, the fans uh, put together a little something called Justice Con. And uh, that's right. It's, uh, it's all about celebrating Zack Snyder's Justice League director, Zack Snyder. <laughs> For thanks. Oh yeah, big time, baby. Um, so it's a fan run event, and I guess he like they, it was you know kind of like a panel where like fans were talking, and he was there too. And I think they might have had other people talking, like f- the actors and stuff. I didn't really pay that much attention to it because I'm exhausted. Um, but you know, he whatever to his credit, he he did this whole thing. He talked about a lot of he uh, showed a clip uh, from his from Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder Returns, um, and it was Dark Side on a toilet. Yeah, just, uh, he, he's got a bidet. Apocalypse crap. Too. <laughs> yep. Um, it wasn't that, it, it was uh, the debut of the black suit, the Superman black costume. But, in, I'm pretty sure I've seen this already. I think it was like a deleted scene from, um, like, 
the the Whedon cut or whatever or, or just whatever they put out. But it was like uh, Alfred working on a car and then Superman just sort of appeared, like just zoop, is in the Batcave talking to him for a minute. And I'm almost certain that I've seen this. And all he did was remove the colors from Superman's costume. Yeah, but that's like his black specialty. Costume. He's very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Removing the colors. colors? No. Desaturate. Uh, yeah, so he. everyone went a little bananas because it was like the black costume Superman. I'm fine. Okay. I mean, he came back to life. He's in the black costume. I guess there's precedent. I wish they just had the beard. You know what yeah. I mean? Why not? Um, uh, and apparently, mustache. so like, he wants to, yeah, <laughs> nothing but mustache. It's a full beard. It's like got an Amish beard, but nothing up here. Yeah. So I think uh, he suggested, he suggested he wants it to be released as like four episodes instead of like a 48 hour yeah. long movie. So they'll, you know, they'll, they'll put that out. And like, yeah, add all this other stuff in. I want to do oh, this. Yeah. You know what? If I had the chance, I would have done this. And I mm-hmm. would have done this. And I, well, You yeah. know what? If we all had a gazillion dollars, we all would have done a lot of things. But he's, he's just like Brian Wilson, like working on pet sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They had that test cut that was apparently called unwatchable. So this is he is, he said it wasn't the same as that. He didn't. He didn't. Of course, of course, he didn't. Called yeah. unwatchable. It's even. It's even worse. Uh, and the the best part, I think, somebody had asked, or he came out about like if he would use any footage that was shot by like Whedon or whoever else after he left. And his direct quote is, "I would destroy the movie. I would set it on fire before I used a single frame that I did not photograph. I would literally blow that f- thing up." So, that's about the reaction I expected. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, because I saw, I think a friend of ours pointed out that it's like, that uh, Snyder actually, like, was the one that brought Whedon in. Oh, is that true? I, I've heard that. That might be the case. I assume it is. Well, to, to help originally with, like, uh, script changes and whatever. So it's not like they just, like, brought somebody in without his knowledge and just totally, re- like... Then you're yeah. like, and it's it's tragic circumstances, but he left the movie, and it's sad that that happened to happen. But don't <laughs> on the guy that like came to save the movie that would have gone nowhere and never would have been released. I don't know. To, to hear Ray Fisher talk, uh, Whedon deserves being shit on, but uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's very, that's the thing is like, it's so hostile, like both directions, like every direction. It's just like so. Like, he left, whatever happened, happened, and I feel like people were so angry about it, and, like, that, and clearly Zack Snyder has ridden that wave to get what he wanted to done, but you yeah. have, what now you have a project that is so contentious and so full of, like, anger that it's just like, ah, okay, <laughs> I hope it's worth it. Yeah. It won't be. It won't be. <laughs> I'll, just to touch on very briefly, um... Not all news is pleasant. Uh, over the last month or so, there was a whole lot of outpouring of um, people coming out about sexual harassment and impropriety accusations in the comic industry. It's been it's been a real summer. Um, so you know, not just to not ignore it. Uh, Scott Alley, uh, a couple of Dark Horse. Uh, Editors. Oh yeah, yeah. Scott yeah. Alley. That had come out in the past that he'd been really inappropriate, but he sort of they seemed to sort of 
you know, he got a demotion and kept plugging away working at Dark yeah. Horse. But I think more has come out about him accusations. Uh, another Dark Horse director, uh, editor, Brendan Wright. Um, Cameron Stewart, which kind of threw me, but apparently didn't throw anybody who was more familiar with the on- going ons behind the scenes. I guess he's the plenty of a- accusations of him basically grooming women, especially underage women. Which stinks because I'd really liked his work in the past, but not good. I I'm not familiar. Who is that? Uh, he worked on. He was one of the people who he worked with, like Babs Tar and Brendan Fletcher on the Batgirl reboot with like the purple leather jacket costume. Oh, okay. And he worked okay. on a number of other things in the past. I feel like did he work with like on stuff with Morrison? I think was he like the Sea Guy guy? Maybe was that him? I forget. He's done other stuff. Like I I I know that I liked his work, but you know, not good. Um, and so, and sometimes things come to a head that have been going on for ages. Uh, Charles Brownstein, I think it was the director or whatever of the comic book legal defense fund has like a history of sexual harassment and assault. Um, and he'd actually literally sexually assaulted, uh, Taki Soma like a long time ago. This was like a known thing for a very long time. And, uh, and he just basically got, they just ignored it. Said like, okay, just sort of did some internal whatever and nothing. And then he, he's was still in charge there for a very long time after that. Uh, so I guess more allegations came out and more heat came on and he actually resigned from the comic book legal defense fund. And a lot of whole lot of creators basically said, I'm not going to work with that organization. You can't fix it. <laughs> yeah. And also has to be said, I hate that. I'm just doing a list of this. This doesn't feel right in a lot of ways. <laughs> God, it's come to this. Um, Warren Ellis, uh, a number of people came out about him basically kind of doing a, like he would kind of, they're saying grooming, but he he effectively was like kind of offering mentorship to women and young, young women to want to get into comics and, resp- and, you know, for sexual contact or nude photos and stuff. He was basically uh, using his whatever his status i guess in order to sort of prey on women and like apparently uh, there's a, a guardian article about it there's a website called so many of us where 60 i think 60 or more women came forward with their stories about Jesus. that Jesus, holy shit sucks like that's horrendous and uh it really shows you know how rotten things can be in the industry which you hate to hear about but unfortunately can't be surprised <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's... But you know what? Get the bums out. Get the ones yeah. that are sh- Get them out. And that's the thing. Even if it's... A, like, I, I've loved so many Warren Ellis books. Like, I'm a big fan of Warren Ellis's stuff. But I'm like, you know, some things are just not... You can't ignore them. Yep. That's one of them. Yep. He put out an apology, I guess, saying... Well, one of his things was sort of an apology. But he said uh, one of the lines was, I have never considered myself famous or powerful. Oh, f- right off and if you're in the comic industry and you're warren ellis you know that's bull yeah like in this in this playground you're you're pretty up there so yeah yeah that's ridiculous all of that sucks and uh i don't know there's um a few other things i don't know we're already going pretty long uh very quickly uh peter shinkoda who played uh nobu in the daredevil show on netflix um so he came out, he, he had an allegation very recently that Jeff Loeb, who was kind of showrunning or producing all of that stuff, 
uh, made some racist comments to the writers and like forced them to change storylines. Uh, alleged apparently like went to the writers' room and specifically said his character and uh, Madame Gao. Do you remember that character? Yep. Yeah, she was great. Yep, good character. He was awesome. Uh, apparently, uh, and this is quoting through him. Apparently, that he had, Loeb had said nobody cares. Uh, and I want to make it clear: this is what allegedly what Loeb said. Nobody cares about Chinese people and Asian people. Uh, and he went on a weird tangent saying there were three previous Marvel movies, a trilogy called Blade that was made where Wesley Snipes kills two, killed 200 Asians each movie. Uh, what? No, he <laughs> killed vampires. Yeah. 200 vampires in each movie. Yeah. Uh, and then he finished by saying, nobody gives a sh- so don't write about Nobu and Gao. And I guess, like, the writers were just apparently, he said, very apologetic, but, like, he forced them to drop storylines that they were writing about them, and they basically, if they seem to su- very suddenly disappear, I guess that's why. And on top of that, they're actors. Um, so that was Shakota and uh, Wai Ching Ho, who played Madame Gao, were not invited to the season premiere of Daredevil, the season that they were in. <laughs> just like that. So, uh, good God. <laughs> I don't miss the news anymore. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do news again. No. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for the year. Uh, the Isers happened? The Isers happened? Oh, we're done. Okay. So who are we? Sad. I, I am Merrick. I am also sad. I don't want to be sad. But uh, you can find me, sadly, at MerkAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca, Merk on Facebook, Merkanaut, like astronaut on Instagram. That's it. Uh, I'm Brycotic. Welcome to Hereafter.com. Sure. Uh, I'm Kyle Lees, and you can check my stuff out at TheKyleLees.com. Bye. 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 What the f*** are we doing? <laughs>